And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. As we begin, just another Thursday. Gary, how are you? Yeah, just another Thursday. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. You know, we had some major storms moving in, so I woke up early and... and I woke up and looked at the radar and went, uh-oh, it's coming my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, what I mean by just another Thursday is it's just as crazy as ever. Well, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. I, the, the, so yeah, I, well, the way you said it, it was like, it's not just another Thursday, but yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and and so when when I, you know, so I woke up, looked at the radar and went, I got to get in early. So mm-hmm. I got, I was in. I was in here an hour and a half earlier than I normally am. Yeah, before the power even comes on. In the building. <laughs> exactly. And um, so I saw the headline. Mm. Biden administration demands we build a wall. What the? I don't have time to look at this yet. So I, because I had to jump in the shower, throw in my stuff, because the, the stuff was heading my way. Yeah. So all the way into work, I'm like, stop at a stoplight. I'm trying to look at my phone. <laughs> what right. in the world's going on here? Right, right. What? So Biden wants to build a border wall now in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> and the most incredible thing is they... <laughs> Mayorkas has waived... All the environmental impact rules on it. Right. Yeah. So so yeah. from the Democrat standard, <laughs> from the Democrat standard, the Biden administration, Joe Biden, not only wishes to become a xenophobe and racist, but he wishes to destroy the planet by waiving all the environmental rules to build a wall. At least Trump wanted solar panels on the wall. Yeah, right. And it was going to be sponsored. It's going to be exactly going to sponsor it, right? He was <laughs> going to build a wall and make IKEA pay for it. I think that was the political promise, right? <laughs> I mean, my God. 
Biden, I'm looking at some of these headlines. Biden administration uh, admits immediate need for border barrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trump campaign comes out. Trump is always right. <laughs> <laughs> You, you can't. I just wonder what the reaction of Democrats are to this. I ha- I have to think that in New York City they're probably applauding. However, the mayor's not there. He's in Mexico. He, he's, he, <laughs> he can't his... get back across because now there's a wall. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've been thinking more about that mayor Adams in Mexico. I think because he's trying to. The word is you know the the word from insiders. Sources familiar with his travel to Mexico and Central America say he's there to convince people not to come. I think the first thing he says is, listen, Frank Sinatra was a big fat liar. <laughs> it's, this is the most fun time to wow. be in talk radio yeah, it is. ever. It is. New York now, Post, I, New York, I, by the way, New York. I would rather not have the nation's problems. Right. I would, I would want, I would rather go back. <clears throat> I would trade that in a heartbeat to go back to uh, doing boring stuff. Yeah, but, but the but, idiocy of the idiocy of humans, this. the idiocy of human beings is funny. It, it, it it's absolutely it's hilarious. hilarious. Although I just want to get this in the New York Post calling it uh, the discouragement tour. <laughs> For Adams. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Is it ultimately going to discourage him from re- running for re-election <laughs> as mayor? It just might. Uh, did you see, uh, what did they say? There, An average of 600 new migrants arriving every day in New York City. Wow. 600. That doesn't sound like a lot when you think about the overall problem over the years. But it's they're saying that's the average per day. That means 6,000 over the next 10 days. Yeah. Well, if that's if 600 yeah. a day. Yeah. All right, so that's 4,200 a week yeah. times 52. Oh, my gosh. You're you're way over two hundred thousand on oh, that yeah. one a year. Oh yeah, that's crazy. One city, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, think about this though. What really defined Trump for Democrats was the wall. Yeah, and their objection to the wall. I mean, that yeah. if anything defined Trump for Democrats, it was that. And that's why we bring out and say from the, again, from the Democrat playbook yeah, of what they said about Trump wanting to build the wall. He's racist. He's a xenophobe. Uh, here you have the Biden administration now that up to, and I don't know exactly what time this came out yesterday, last night, it had to be between late afternoon and and last night, because I didn't see it when I went to sleep, I woke yeah. up and when I woke up, oh, uh, probably I woke up at uh, at eight thirty. Yeah. And when I saw and when I saw it, I went, "Whoa, no, this is is this a Babylon Bee? This this can't be right." And then when I got to work and read the 
you know, all the different stories on it that not only do they want it built ASAP because there's this unbelievable, incredible problem that five seconds before the border was secure and it went from being secure to we've got to get a border wall in Texas right now and we have to waive all the environmental rules immediately. So we're going to destroy the planet in our quest to be xenophobic and racist. And the words of Greta, how dare you? <laughs> so listen to this. All right. Listen to I'm this. Ready. Listen to this. Armando Garcia, ABC News. Here's the headline. NYC dealing with new migrant surge as the number of buses nearly triples in recent days. Listen to this first sentence in the article. Again, this is ABC News. New York City is seeing signs of the signs, <laughs> signs of the influx of migrant arrivals that communities along the southern border have grappled with in recent weeks. But what they're saying is in recent weeks, they're seeing it in New York. But they're talking about what he's saying is trying to say it was probably needs to be rearranged a little bit. I'm no journalist myself. But what he's saying is in recent weeks, New York City is experiencing what cities along the border have been experiencing, and I'll add, for a long, long time. Decades. Think about that. Over 600 per day. Uh, officials said there have been um, up to 400 migrants arriving in the city each day in recent months, but that number has shot up to over 600 per day. That's just New York City. Wow. But there's when this headline came out, so at uh, 8.13 is when it came out. So mm. it was brand new. Mm. Then, or at least what I saw on, on, on Fox when I woke up. Mayorkas cites immediate need to waive regulations and build a border wall in Texas as immigration surges. Mm -hmm. Mayorkas' announcement comes as migrant numbers in September broke new records. Understand that when they came out with this at whatever it was, around 8 o'clock last night, mm -hmm. that at 7.55 they were promoting the fact that the border is secure. Yeah. And now Mayorkas citing, quote, this is from the statement, acute and immediate need to waive dozens of federal laws, environmental laws, to build a border wall in South Texas. I mean, you, I was like, this can't be true. They, well, they, they can't make this reversal, can they? Well, the. That's, you know, look at the AP headline on this. Biden administration waives 26 federal laws to allow border wall construction in South Texas. In including the Clean Air Act, uh -huh. the Safe Drinking Water Act. Because who needs that? And the Endangered Species Act. So in order... Again, by the Democrat standard of how they judged Trump. I may repeat this a hundred times during the show today. <laughs> we may just, why don't we just, we can just 
tape this segment and play it over and over again for the entire show and we can go home. <laughs> because this is how mind-boggling this is. But, I mean... That, that, it, that in order to promote, by the Democrat standard, the Democrats' racism and xenophobia, they also wish to destroy the world in doing so. I mean, think about these words coming out of Mayorkas's mouth. Think about it. There's presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States in the project areas. You said the border is secure. I know. Uh, somebody remind me, how much cocaine did they find at the White House again? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm, well, first huh? off, I was thinking when I read it, am I on drugs? Yeah. I'm like, this headline, I must be hallucinating here. No, it is then- <laughs> absolutely bizarre. Wow. You know, I kind of expected a wag the dog on the whole Hunter Biden and impeachment inquiry thing. But I didn't expect that they were going to wag the border wall. Wow. (laughs) Forget your stupid planet. We're going, this is Democrats, their standard. Forget your stupid planet. We're building a wall. Well, I have to. We're waving 26 federal laws in order to do it i have to ask a question to democrats what's the difference between a trump wall and a biden wall right right uh biden's wall will include bidenomics and be a lot more expensive i'm guessing (laughs) because of inflation (laughs) (laughs) now remember though he's only talking texas i know trump was talking about the wall all across exactly from California all the way through, uh, all the way through Texas. And what was the estimate? That the number threw, thrown around back then was twenty five billion. Twenty five billion, yeah, yeah, right. Now Biden doesn't want to build as big of a wall, mm-hmm. but he wants to build a wall, right? And they want to wave environment. The <laughs> I can't even say it. The, the Clean Air Act, the Clean Drinking Water Act. And the Endangered Species Act. Well, in order to build their racist and xenophobic wall. You know, we asked the question, (laughs) what in the world does Senator Fetterman have on the Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, with the whole changing of the rule thing? What I want to know is what does Texas Governor Greg Abbott have on Joe Biden? Because think of this. The administration was ready to go to battle with the state of Texas, with the governor of Texas, for putting up barriers in the Rio Grande. And they were, you know, and in fact, uh, the story came out that the Biden administration was uh, dismantling these barriers. And the state of Texas was having to uh, fix them as they were doing this. That, of all the craziness 
and the and the possibilities of crazy items. I didn't expect this. But what did we hear in recent days? We heard Democrats saying, do something about this. A Trump campaign spokesperson told Fox News Digital Wednesday night that President Trump is always right. <laughs> I mean, I just, that's why he built close to 500 miles of powerful new wall on the border. Now, now is that the difference? Is Trump's was Trump's wall powerful and Biden's is meek and weak? Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, it's powerful in two ways. It makes a bigger political statement, and also it's powered by the sun. <laughs> well, that's true. But think about it. I mean, there was there was nothing. There was nothing that defined the anger of Trump mm. when you think about it more than the border wall to Democrats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I can't think of anything that even rose, you know, to the level when it comes to an issue but the wall. Yeah, right. And here's another question for Democrats. If the Trump wall wouldn't work, why will the Biden wall work? Right. If Trump wanted a complete wall, the biggest and best wall ever, mm-hmm. that would go from California all the way to Texas. Right. And Biden is building a smaller wall. Then what's the what's the difference if if Trump's complete wall would not work why and this is a question for democrats why you know i'm being sarcastic if you're a republican here yeah (laughs) why will biden's wall be effective when the media and everyone said the wall would not be effective for trump right oh my gosh there's so many questions pete is i wonder if uh, pete ducey is up salivating right now yeah Probably. He's written four million questions in the last couple of hours. Will Biden's Corvette be able to cross the border wall? Wow. He did something on that yesterday. I forgot what the question was. Do see that he that he had. But yeah, this is just you think about it. It's most it's just what a what a bizarre world we we live in. I just I wonder what the response of Democrats will be. I bet you it's silence. I well, where do you okay, that's a good question. Where do you go with this if you're a Democrat? 86690 red eye. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. This preventative maintenance tip is brought to you by Hotshot Secret, the country's number one fastest-growing oil and additive company. If you've been driving a diesel any length of time, you know diesel fuel quality can be an issue. There are U.S. standards that diesel fuel is supposed to meet, like cetane number, lubricity, a.k.a. wear protection, deposit control. But oftentimes, the fuel at the pump falls short. Let's highlight diesel fuel's lubricity. Diesel fuel in the United States must have enough lubricity so the fuel does not produce a wear scar greater than 520 microns. Without the proper lubricity, Lubrication, you run the risk of fuel pump and injector failures. 
This is why a premium additive is needed to keep lubricity levels in spec, to keep the fuel system protected and avoid costly repairs and downtime. Add Hotshot Secret Everyday Diesel Treatment, a 6-in-1 fuel booster at every fill-up to keep your fuel's lubricity within specification of U.S. standards and the Engine Manufacturers Association's recommendation for lubricity to keep your fuel system protected. Learn more about the science behind diesel fuel and Hotshot Secret's Everyday Diesel Treatment at HotshotSecret.com. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. we got some great audio coming up next. And Eric Harley taking your calls. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, RNC Research put this out uh, yesterday. All right. Biden in 2020, there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. And then right beneath it, today Biden's DHS secretary declared an immediate need to build 20 plus miles of border wall in Texas. Now, but the I think the important thing is not just building the wall, mm-hmm. but you have to add on to it, destroying yes. the planet at the same time yes. by waiving all these environmental rules. Right. But uh, here's here's this little back and forth. It's only a couple of seconds long. No, I'm, there will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. Number one. There you go. Uh-huh. Number two, we are waiving 26 federal laws and regulations in order to start 
building the wall. <laughs> Number three, no questions. I just I, I just want to see the response from Democrats tomorrow. I want the show to be over so I can go to sleep, wake up, and, and see if it's just complete yeah. silence where yeah, it's just no. completely ignored. You you asked the question earlier, and, and there is the question. Because, all right, in recent days, what do we have? All right, uh, Mayor Adams uh, leaving the country, <laughs> abandoning his post. Uh, no, uh, going to Mexico and Central America to tell people, please, please stop. And then he's. <laughs> and then you've got Bill Clinton going. It needs to be fixed. There's a problem. And you've got I don't know how many Democrats now screaming about the whole thing. And they know something needs to be done. Hochul, before she walked it back. Look, don't give us your tired and your weak. We're tired. We're weak. We don't have any more room. We don't, we don't, we can't handle this. And it was bound to start a conversation. By the way, there was a conversation that had begun on Capitol Hill. I don't know what was going to happen with Democrats on Capitol Hill and the GOP on Capitol Hill, uh, but some of that kind of rose to the surface and was kind of purged out. Uh, with the whole Kevin McCarthy thing. I'm old enough rem- to remember when the biggest story was the Speaker of the House getting removed from office by his own party. Um, this is indicative of a party that is imploding. And we said there's only one way for Biden to fix the border, well, fix any of these problems. And that's to do a complete 180. I didn't expect this to be the starting point. What I expected was we're going to we're going to have a review committee and the review committee is going to give us a report in six months. And then we're going to be talking, having a conversation with our friends across the aisle and blah, 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 blah. I I thought that at least pretend like you're moving, you're listening to somebody. Well, at least by doing this, they have acknowledged what the problem is and the the root cause is and the root cause is people can cross the border so they will mhm kamala harris's trips to find out the root causes of it and that was in fact what they were talking about adams mm-hmm. you know going to find out the root causes which of course is ridiculous mm-hmm. and it said well really sources say it's a discouragement tour to tell people don't come to New York City. Sort of the opposite of what he did with Florida when he had billboards in Florida telling New Yorkers, come back to New York, come right. back to New York. Right. And that's how you know the xenophobia exists mm-hmm. from Adams because mm-hmm. he's telling New Yorkers in Florida to come back, but people from outside of the country not to come to New York City. Exactly. Oh, I mean, that's the perfect Democrat example Yeah, of xenophobia and racism. Right out of their own playbook. This is their rule book. Yeah. And I don't know. If, so if you're a Democrat, what do you think of the president's move on waiving all these environmental laws? By the way, do I need to store, do I need to stock up on clean drinking water 
since the Clean Water Act is then Texas is going to be pushed aside. Yeah. Do I need to be concerned? What? How do you answer that question if you're a Democrat? Well, well, something needed to be. Well, Trump said it back in 2016. You guys called him a xenophobe. He had a plan. He was going to build a bigger wall. According to him, it would be a better wall. With solar panels. With solar panels. I don't know where you go on it. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how I pass the time between now and the next White House briefing. Well, I, I think what they'll I, I know what they'll do. They'll just acknowledge, well, of course, we've been looking for any option no. to secure the border. <laughs> uh, and we know there's a humanitarian crisis. The border is secure. We're just making it more secure. Uh, yeah. No, you hit on it right there. They'll they'll do it. We're doing this to solve the humanitarian crisis, which which got out of hand. We're doing it to save lives. But how is the humanitarian crisis being caused? Right, exactly. And a non-secure border. You're saving lives over here, but you're willing to throw out environmental laws and kill people over here by their own standards. (laughs) How dare they? How dare you? Democrats. Yeah. No, this is this is. uh, This is going to get good. Because, you know, we you'll see it on social media. Actually, I, I already saw it a couple hours ago, and it was, well, this is to distract from the whole Hunter Biden and impeachment inquiry thing. You know, this isn't wag, like I said earlier, it's not wag the dog, it's wag the wall. No, this doesn't, this, well, this doesn't the, help. The, it doesn't actually, it, it actually took- what it does is it brings a bigger, one of yeah. the, the bigger problems that we've been facing as a nation, not saying that the impeachment inquiry and everything behind it and the reason for it isn't a big problem. I'm just saying one of the other big problems, it brings it to the surface. You're boiling. You're not distracting. You're bringing attention to how bad this administration is. Yeah. And bringing up the hypocrisy. Yeah. Because remember, and if this came out around 8 o'clock last night, I'm just talking about, I'm not sure it might have come out earlier. That's when I saw the story at 813 mm-hmm. uh, from Fox is when it first came out. But if uh, it came out at 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. at 759.50, the official position of the administration was the border is secure. Yeah. And one minute later, complete, because it came out, when you read the headlines, it's panic. It's acute and immediate. We must waive the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air Act, the Endangered Species Act. In order to, and, and I wonder if the other thing would be, and we're calling it a state of emergency, so we don't need to go through the uh, 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 normal um, oh, uh, uh, eminent domain process. Right. By the way, Mayorkas, his statement, there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers. No, no, no. Chronic. This has been going on for a long. This isn't yeah. just happening, and that's by the way that is that gives you an indication of part of his angle. Well, when I was when I was answering questions before Congress, the border was secure. Now 
we've seen this spike <laughs> in recent weeks, and something needs to be done well, to the point that we're going to kill the planet to get it done. Yeah, they can't win it. No, they, 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 they can't. can't. They can't win this. They can't. they can't. Because border states, border towns, all of us who grew up very close to the fire know this is not an acute situation. It's one, number one, caused by this administration on the current level, and number two, has been going on for a long, long time. Yeah, they can't win this one in popular culture. No, they that's, can't. That's where they're going to lose big time because, like I said, the thing, when you see it, I mean, the first reaction is to, is to is you, I mean, it, again, the situation is not humorous. The yeah, response right. of our... Of the Democrats, that's where the humor comes in. Yeah, right. And, right, right. Uh, well, like I said, when I read it and it said the Trump campaign came out and said, Trump is always right. Well, that's going to drive the left absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have some of these leftist publications attempt to justify, which I'm going to love to see, because the, I get to see the tightrope act you've got to do here to show how Biden's wall is not xenophobic, is not racist, and is the right way to go mm-hmm. where Trump's was wrong. Yeah, I want right. to see the mental gymnastics they have to go through in order to justify it, and they're not going to be able to do it. No. No. Nope, they're not. And man, you talk about throwing fuel on the fire. Again, it would have been different if if someone, and I suspected they were going to have, I thought they would have somebody from the administration that would come out and say, listen, we're going to uh, review the situation that's going on here. We're working with mayors across the country, blah, blah, blah. We're going to work with our friends across the island, blah, 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 blah. In other words, we're, you know, we hear you. And then really not do anything about it. But they jumped on this thing with Trump's plan and then waved these massive environmental laws and regulations to get it done. Holy crap. (laughs) I know. And a lot of people, you know, some of the response we're getting is, well, it doesn't matter if they built, this isn't about the substance of whether, you know, because one comment already is out there, well, if they build the wall, they're just going to keep the gates open. I, uh, again, that doesn't, that's not the point. The point is the politics of it. Right. The point is the hypocrisy of it. Right. The point is the criticism of Democrats consistently over a period of Trump's entire administration calling him xenophobic. He's afraid of foreigners. Mm-hmm. And racist. For wanting to build a wall. Right. And then the uh, media over and over and over again stating that a wall is not going to work. And the Democrats saying a wall's not going to work. You can use a ladder and climb over it. He's like, well, we're just going to make it a much bigger and intimidating wall. Well, if you make an intimidating wall, well, that's xenophobic. Yeah. And so, uh, again, that the, the, the part of it that that catches your eye is not whether this is going to work or not right no it is it is what the democrats said back then 
as to what they're going to say now, what the administration said back then, and that's why we played the audio cut where he said not one more foot, not one more mile mm-hmm. of a border wall will be built, mm-hmm. and they've had to go back on it because of what he created. Yeah. He created the mess, and so, and that's the other, the other, the other thing. He created the mess. Now his own solution is to follow what Trump was doing. Yeah. That's the thing. And waive environmental laws and regulations to get it done. Oh, yeah. That's the other part, too. Yeah, that's, As a that's liberal. Right. right. Don't you dare drill for, for oil. We're going to shut everything down when it comes to drilling for oil. Everything within our reach, we're going to shut down. But we can waive the law when we want to. Look, I'm all for national defense. But what this is an indication of is a very desperate administration. I will say that too. That to me it came across as complete desperation. It is somebody desperation. somebody inside the White House, and I don't necessarily believe it was Biden, but somebody said you got to do something on yes. this and you've got to do it. Now I don't think Mayorkas Mayorkas didn't come up with this on his own. No. He no, didn't no. want to I, do, I, he didn't, I agree with you. He didn't want to do this. I agree with you. And, I don't think and that's the thing, the reversal here because they're absolutely panicking. And the funny thing is, you know, it's like defund the police. No cash bail. Everything's been a disaster. Mm -hmm. There was only one conclusion for those things. You got it. And the same thing here. If you open the borders, it's going to be chaos. And by doing this, they're admitting it's chaos. Yep. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio. Toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up following the top of the hour, the uh, fallout uh, from uh, Speaker McCarthy being uh, gone. Really interesting being on social media yesterday, wasn't it? You yes. See, see David Limbaugh, Rush, Rush Limbaugh's brother, Yeah. going, stop it. Yeah. He's talking about the narcissist out there, and he's like, you're just, he goes, the, the, the whole rhino thing being used against, for example, he goes, for himself. Jim Jordan, anybody who didn't vote to remove McCarthy is now a uh, is now viewed as a rhino, right? Yeah, and and he's like he goes to call me <laughs> Russia's brother, right? You know me, uh, you know uh, Jim Jordan, mm-hmm. the Heritage Foundation, I guess National Review, but got called establishment yesterday. And yeah, yeah. Everything goes to sit there and do that goes. It's just it's just become the racism that Democrats use. Mm. We'll get to that coming up. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, 
It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Yeah, so just so you know, the humor is not the actual crisis at the border and what's no, going on No, uh, in, in uh, the cities that are overwhelmed by it. The humor comes from the Democrats' response, yeah. the, ins- the, uh, the, the insanity of it. And like we said, with everything that they have proposed to begin with, we call it insane because you know it's going to happen. You knew it was going to happen day one mm-hmm. when Biden opened the border. You knew what was going to happen. Yep. There was no other conclusion you could come to except where we are today, where they have to reverse like that. Now, maybe just symbolic, but the fact is that it, if you're doing it and it's just symbolic, you've just, you've just had your base going, well, what's going on here? I thought we were for people coming across the border. Right. I mean, the liberal fact, if you see it, you, when, you, when you look at it, you've got 20 to 30% of America that thinks the border is fine. Those are all liberals that want open borders. Exactly. Anybody else knows it's ridiculous. But that's the base of the Democratic Party uh, in the United States. Yeah. And so I, we're really looking to see what the reaction of, of that will be. But that's where the humor is, you know, with uh, everything on crime, to fund the police, whatever. Spending the money that we're spending and getting the inflation. These were all obvious things that were going to happen. Right. The EVs trying to sell something that the American government coming up with what Americans should buy that Americans are not demanding. That is a product that is less efficient and productive from the pro and, and more expensive, much more expensive than the product that currently exists in the marketplace. And we see the collapsing of it now. Uh, when there was no other, there was no other conclusion to that. You cannot build an economy, and that's why we talk about there. You know, and I, I think Breitbart did a thing on the union workers out there saying, "Yeah, the whole green energy thing from Biden's going to kill us." They know it. Yeah, they know it. Right. They know it's going to kill their jobs. Right. But the administration doesn't care. They know it. You cannot build something. There's only one conclusion to that. It, idiots, only idiots believe that you can change economics. Now, you can make an economy better or destroy an economy. You can't change the concept of economics, which is how people respond to incentive and or disincentive. Right. It's that simple. That's what economics is, how they respond. A central government, sent the central planners, to use the, you know, the old... Uh, communist description who say this is this is how society should run and we're going to run it this way always fail always fail history has shown they always fail there's a reason for it when we look back and say well what they're doing is wrong it's not that we we i don't like biden because he's biden and therefore i don't like the democrats because they're just democrats i don't like them because they're wrong on the issues yep 
I mean, I might even like them in a social setting. I don't like where they stand on the issues and where they stand on the issues is absolutely insane. And any idiot, the idiots overnight could figure out what was going to happen Yep, with defund the police, right. with open borders, with the grid, where the grid is going. Oh, we can run. Uh, yep. Let's talk to the idiots out there, the idiot citizens of the United States, and tell them we can have clean energy and we can run the entire grid on solar and wind. Oh, yep, yep. Well, I'm a Democrat. Oh. That sounds good to me. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh, let me follow you in that direction, whatever you say. Is. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's, but that's what we're dealing with. No, it, it's, it, it, it absolutely is, by the way, uh, the, uh, the, the X page, and I don't mean former page, the page on X, formerly known as Twitter for Homeland Security, wheels. Th- this is uh, last evening, 8 p.m. Central. Wheels down. Secretary Mayorkas arrives in Mexico City to join the third Mexico high-level security dialogue to discuss our shared security interests, including efforts to better protect our citizens, to combat criminal organizations, and bring criminals to justice. I thought the border was secure. And the person who told me that is Mayorkas right. himself. Yeah. This is and and I I've got to know. Somebody's got to find out, man. There's got to be a leak somewhere of who made this call. This isn't Biden. I know. Somebody's telling Biden. I know. And then and then it got to Mayorkas. Get this done. And make it happen. And think about the way that it came out. This is not during the day. This wasn't a press conference where they step up to a podium. They threw this out there in the evening. And they didn't, you know, normally something like this, you would see the president or Mayorkas or somebody step up to a podium and and make this announcement. They didn't Mm -hmm. do that. All of this reeks of desperation. They threw this out there, and I'd like to know who made the phone call, or was it one person that made the phone call to the White House saying, or somebody inside the White House, somebody else? Who would that be? Is it all the mayors? Is it is it uh, is is it Governor Hochul? Is it Bill Clinton? Is it all of the above? Because someone, and I, it, from what it looks like, it was in the last couple of days. We yeah. need to do something now. You've got to and get it has something to be done drastic. now. Again, they didn't come out with a prepared statement at a podium in front of the media at nine a.m. That's not how this went down. They lobbed this this huge fireball into the sky after business hours. And I'm dying to know how this all came to be. And what makes it so humorous, we have this audio cut here to play, uh, is, is this right here. Mm. Here we go. It is my testimony that the border is secure. The president has worked very hard to implement a strategy when it comes to the border that is humane, safe, and, and has orderly enforcement. Things are going at the border, sir. Much, better than, much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> we have... 
a secure border and that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have responded with a model approach that has proven to work. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. The border is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border, and that is what we are doing. We are stopping the flow at the border. The border is secure. I mean, it's just makes you wonder if that EAS test that went out yesterday afternoon was just a test. But how did this happen? Because you, they know they're going to take incoming fire on this big time. Well, typically, I mean, when, I mean it, 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 you know, in in the uh, it, how it works in the political game is exactly what we had seen leading up to this. Uh, you know, Hochul, before she walked it back, look, eh, we can't do this anymore. Mayor Adams screaming, going to a judge, begging the White House for help, for anything. You said they went to a, a judge to temporarily suspend, oh, what do they call it when they, um, oh, the housing thing where you get, where if you come to the city, they will take care of you. Mm-hmm. They want They want to, I forgot what you call it. Right. Well, it's... it's, it's no surprise because they you can't sustain this at a rate of now 600 per day arriving in New York City alone. Yeah. Just incredible. No, this is because, again, I expected a slow roll, an acknowledgement. Yes, uh, we're talking to both sides. We're going to blah, blah, blah. We're going to address everyone's concerns. And not actually getting down to anything, but they start the whole thing by saying we're building a wall and we're going to waive environmental laws to get it done. I'm dying to know how this happened. This is panic. This is absolute desperation. That's what this is. It's a problem that needs to be addressed. Everybody, everybody wants a strong border except for that portion of liberal Democrats that says, no, open border, nothing's wrong, everything's fine. That's the base of the Democratic Party. The majority of Americans want this border fixed. What's AOC going to say tomorrow? Probably going to cry near a fence or a wall or a cage or a cage. Just amazing. 86690-RED-EYE. Brought to you by FPPF, Fuel Power Max. Surviving and thriving as an owner-operator has just as much to do with managing costs as it does with generating revenue. Understanding basic principles of operating costs can save you thousands of dollars a year. Costs are not the same each month. If 9,600 miles are driven one month and 10,000 miles the next, two different sets of costs apply for each month. For example, if your tractor payment is $1,850 per month and you drive 9,600 miles in the month, your tractor payment is costing you 19.3 cents per mile. 
Drive 10,000 miles, though, and that same payment will cost you 18.5 cents per mile. This is one of your major fixed costs while paying off a truck loan. The difference in this example is only a fraction of a cent, which may seem like small change, but it ultimately amounts to $960 more annually on the bottom line. Because though fixed costs do not go down over time, you can reduce your cost per mile with more paid miles. Brought to you by Shell Rotella. With advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. and I'm Gary McNamara. It is New York City's right to shelter law that wow. I was, that I just, I uh, couldn't uh, uh, think of. And uh, Mayor Adams uh, uh, asked the court for clearance to lift New York City's right to shelter. Well, that's a New York City law. So is a sanctuary city law. Right. Why don't you just, if I'm the judge, this is easy for me. You want me to lift? You want me to suspend a law? Doesn't your city council meet this week? Why can't they do it? And you know, if they don't wish to do it, then you need to live with the consequences. It is, it is a republic form of government where your elected representatives are the ones that make the decisions. If the elected representatives wish to keep it a right to shelter and a sanctuary city mm-hmm. geographical area, well, then you need to live with the costs and the consequences yep. of it. Yep. Why are you asking a judge? Doesn't that, I thought Democrats were about democracy. Hmm. You're going to a judge to ask a judge to suspend a law that was democratically put in that could be repealed next week right? or whatever? Why isn't he calling for an emergency session of the city council to repeal these laws? Right. Why is he going to a judge? That this is the the desperation on all fronts here is over the top, and I wonder where it goes in in the coming days. I may have to watch MSNBC tomorrow. <laughs> Now, let's not get silly. Okay. All right, CNN. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll just have Kevin Tober do it over at Newsbusters. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 Newsbusters. <laughs> Could you guys watch us and email, hey. email us? Hey, guys, <laughs> let us know what they're saying, would you? <laughs> Which they do. <laughs> um, I don't, because July... The Biden administration was suing Governor Abbott of Texas over the Rio Grande barrier. Wow. That was so July of 2023. I, I honestly, I, I am just frothing at the ears that there is such a thing. Well, so far I'm to right. To know, to learn, to hear how this all went down. This happened over the last couple of days. 
right. I'm so far. I'm right. What? Nothing on the story on the front page of CNN. Nothing. Mm. Uh, it's uh, the uh, the uh, lead hum- McCarthy. The fallout there. Yeah. Uh, the Bi- Biden's dog. Mm. Yeah. Cr- By cr- the way, inside you know, the White House, they were saying something has to be done about this dog. Crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, crime. Trump. Can you impeach a dog? Uh, yeah. An iconic nineteen seventy three horror film is returning with the sequel. Right. Nowhere on the front page of the CNN that I can see here, and I'm scrolling down because the front page is really, really long. Mm. You know, but but if you look at the top thirty headlines there's nothing on that yeah and so i just wonder if they're going to be if the liberal media is just going to be quiet on it as if it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. you saw that you saw that what's her name uh marcus from uh the uh washington post i'll find the story i guess Mm. i I saved it Uh, saying she believes that there's a double you know she's as liberal as you can get she's now afraid that there might be a double standard you know, uh, a, a two-tier justice, two-tier system. justice system going after Trump when nobody else would be going would be gone after for you know what he did. Right, that's what her fear is. All right, got to ask the question. It's not now if they're doing drugs. The question is, what kind of drugs are they doing? I'm still looking here. I don't see it anywhere on MSNBC on the front page about Mayorkas. Maybe they're all crying. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's just, it's amazing though, isn't it? Yeah. Because that was the first thought I had. Is the media going to cover this at all or just pretend that it doesn't exist? Because the last thing they want to do is tell their liberal audience that believes in open borders that, because Bi- think about it, Biden is doing what Trump did. Well, and from the liberal standpoint, you would start with waiving environmental laws Laws, and regulations. Yeah. How dare you do this? Keep in mind, this is a party that doesn't want him to run again. For the far left, especially the environmental activists. I don't know. We may be past the tipping point for those people you know you have the latest but this isn't helping they have the latest from nbc news and it's just you know like the ticker of all stories it's not even on there wow as i'm as i'm scrolling down through it right now so Mm -hmm. i'm just just amazing my first thought how will the media cover this or as i said earlier or won't they msnbc cnn cannot find it on the front page Mm -hmm. of and of course it's a front page story yeah right it's a front-page story because yeah, sure. Biden is doing something that he said he would never do, and right. he's doing what Trump did on a much smaller scale. Right. But still, it's the same concept of a wall at the border and waiving environmental laws in order to do it because it's such an acute and serious mess at the border.
You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he is Eric Curley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you so much for uh, being here. I just want to very quickly, as uh, we get here, just go to Twitter to read something. Excuse me. Mm. X. X. Uh, just uh, part of the fallout of the uh, Speaker McCarthy vacating uh, two days ago Mm. Mm -hmm. and uh, just everything with Gates and all this and and the back and forth, as you saw yesterday, going on between Republicans and and conservatives and and uh, rhinos and non-rhinos, whatever that means these days. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it was... uh, uh, David Limbaugh, when I saw his post yesterday, hmm. I went, whoa. He said, some people on the right use the term rhino as loosely and foolishly as the left uses racist, trivializing its meaning. Uh, is its meaning. Calling me or Mark Levin or Newt or Jim Jordan or the Heritage Foundation rhino is a bit pathetic. Look, uh, I'll say we can carve out Newt from that group and say, I don't think we ever called him a rhino, but we talked about him sitting with Nancy Pelosi and the whole thing. Yeah. And and that was a clear John McCain-type move. Yeah, I mean... But, the, but, but... Right. But there, but he's a Republican. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's... Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a... You know, he's... he's a, and we severely criticized him on that, and, and we're correct in our criticism. That is when as he, far away from conservative values as right. you can get, because it leads to what we're dealing with now in terms of mandates on the environment. But the point is here, if you didn't vote for McCarthy being out, then you're right. a rhino. Yeah, right. Yeah, because... But if he, you... He's, he's bringing Newt in... For those that don't know, because Newt was very vocal, Newt Gingrich yes. was very vocal that this shouldn't have happened, and right. and uh, Matt Gates should be gone as a result of this, and you know. So now a non-rhino mm-hmm. is somebody who gets the vast majority of support of the Democrats. Well, this is you and I were having this conversation. Uh, let me go back. In fact, uh, our friend and colleague Ben Shapiro a little while ago. Uh, about a half hour ago on X. In quotations, we don't want a uniparty. The uniparty always votes together. That's why we're voting along with every single Democrat <laughs> to oust the Republican Speaker of the House, end quote. And then he's got a really, really, he, he writes a really, really stupid argument. It, we... He always sounds smarter. Uh, that's just going to be the way it is. But, but yesterday we were we didn't use those words. But we were what we were saying was essentially you had to leverage. Matt Gates had to leverage every single Democrat, and now we'll fold into it. You and I were going back and forth during the break. What's a rhino? In order to get what you wanted done, it required every you had to. You had to go along with every Democrat in the House. 
Well, that's, Who's the rhino? Yeah. I mean, that's the rhetorical argument exactly. you can make when you do the rhino right. thing. But what, you know, I, we all know what rhino means. Republican in name only. And I remember this goes back years ago when this first started being used. And I'm sure it was when we disagreed with Trump on something where mm-hmm. somebody one time called us up and said, you guys are rhinos. I go, well, absolutely we are. Mm. 100%. We're much more conservative than where a lot of people, not all, but mm-hmm. where a lot of people who support Trump want to take the country, I'm a conservative. They're not, mm-hmm. and the Republican. So, but, so it brings you the question of what is a rhino exactly? And brings you to the next question: What is the Republican Party about? Right. If you're Republican in name only, then what does the Republican Party stand for? These questions, because we go years with people throwing out these terms, and it's like, well, what's the term about? You know, what, what is it about? Well, now it's gotten to the point where if you say, no, I believe it's wrong when we can win in 2024 to blow up the Republican Party uh, and blow up the Congress and put it in chaos when this should be the easiest win we should get. And the reality is you've got to win in order to move, you know, the, you know, conservative movement in the direction that you wish it to go or the republican movement whatever you wish to do and i'm sure as we've said before the word conservative means something different to many people i was about you to say I've... we it, when when it's brought up in in conversation now we have to stop and qualify it well how do you define a conservative because it's changed it has uh it has it has evolved Right. Much, much populist thought today is viewed as conservative, and it's not. Right. And and so when the definitions and look, this is something we know about the left. When the definitions change, it helps create the chaos that you that that you see. But what is a Republican? Right. You know, because our our colleague, and he, he works for our company, just so you know, and uh, a friend of the show, and we're a friend of, of, of his show, Mark Levin. I mean, he's just getting blasted mm. as being a rhino and yeah, right. not a conservative. And it's right. just like, yeah. you know, uh, Mark and I probably have disagreed a couple of times. Mm. <laughs> he's as conservative as you can get. Right. We might have we might have disagreed on a. I can't even remember what we might have disagreed on. But I'm just I'm putting that out just, you know, to say I don't agree with everybody well, no. all the time. You just touched on something. If, if if it's one thing, then all of a sudden it's rhino. I mean, it could be a small thing. I, I don't consider the speaker of the house thing a small thing, but it can be a, a, a small thing. And then, well, you're not a conservative. Says who? This is this is what it's come down to. Well, and, it and, has been. It, and which, by the way, is another type of virtue signaling. Yeah, we said that yesterday. Um, oh, I just had a, I just lost. Oh, no, I, I know what I wanted to say. I was amazed yesterday because we had talked about the fact of, you know, what, you know, what what Gates did. And we talked about the fact of when Trump was running, there were eight demographics. This was after the election, I believe. I believe it was. Well, I can't remember. It was before or after the election where mm. we identified we went through you know, the coalition that Trump had put together that had supported him mm-hmm. from the religious right to whatever. And then we got to the other part of it. 
And that was created really with the swamp in the fall of 2015, which was the swamp. We need to get rid of the Republicans no matter what. And then it became we just need to blow up the party because the party exactly the the, the party is is uh, is wrong. Yeah, I got one woman very upset yesterday because she she I haven't listened to you to since 2016 when you criticized Trump and I turn it on and you're saying the same thing. And I wrote to her, I go, but you haven't said where I'm wrong. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and, she, and she did. Yeah. It was. And, and as we have said, because that was the swamp, because Paul Ryan would not agree yeah. to renegotiate with John Boehner. Mm-hmm. And then I mentioned that six months later, Trump was talking about the fact that we need to spend, borrow trillions of dollars because interest rates are low. Mm-hmm. And that we need we should consider just paying 50 cents on a dollar on the debt that we owe and and at the same time borrow more, which is sorry, economically, economics wise, that's insanity. Yep. You can't do it to right. begin with. Right. But the, the we brought it up and oh, she's just furious. But it was the point that many people followed that if you didn't agree with then the populist part of Trump, that you were a rhino. Yeah. Right. And now it's if you don't agree with Matt Gates. And all of a sudden, what I'm wondering is, are we've talked about political idolatry and how it's moved into the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And conservatives don't practice political idolatry. Right. They're, they're free market people. They're, they're uh, very much about autonomy and individual rights. Mm-hmm. But we, for the most part, we, we are loyal to the to the ideology of conservatism. Mm -hmm. That's what we're loyal to. Not because we know people come and go. We're all going to die. So, and, and the original, uh, you know, the originalist that founding fathers and what they put together Mm -hmm. has lasted over 240 years, but everybody's dead from that point on. And most people are dead, you know, uh, for, you know, for what, uh, three quarters of the, the, the history of the country. Mm -hmm. So it's the ideology that remains. And and so I, I I was wondering yesterday, because there seemed to be, if you didn't agree with Gates, that Gates has now become the new person of political idolatry. Yeah. And then the whole thing, and it's not going to happen. You know, Trump for Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with everything going on, he's going to be Speaker of the House? Yeah. No. With all the... With everything that's fair or not, with everything that's going on, is that the right way for the party to go? No, and he's never going to get the votes. He's never going to get a Democrat to vote for him. They have to change a rule about being indicted on a felony. It has to do with a felony that has a sentence of more than two years or something like that. And they would have to change that rule to begin with. It's it's just ludicrous that we have to get into right. the weeds on it. Right. It's not going to happen. But it but it, it's not going to happen. But uh, it, it was amazing the. People that represent the Republican Party mm-hmm. that were saying that we'd love Trump to be there because it'd be pure chaos. Right. And they're like, we need more chaos. The word chaos was used so much. And I went, that's that demographic you have it, right that there. we go back to that in 2016, where we just said they just want to blow up everything. And that takes us to the article that Dan McLaughlin wrote in National Review, mm-hmm. the permanent anti-establishment racket. There is no more comfortable racket in today's conservative movement than being permanently anti-establishment. Building things and running things is hard work. Posturing yourself as forever in opposition to whoever is in power in your own movement is easy. It's like being a permanent teenager, always surly and complaining about authority, never having to actually make dinner and pay the mortgage. 
I have little patience for that sort of thing uh, from other teenagers when I was one of them, and I have a lot less patience for hearing it from people in their 60s and 70s now. (laughs) Whoa. He goes, and for sure, there's always problems with people in charge, and there's a noble role to be played in keeping them from getting too comfortable. But the point of democratic uh, politics is to win elections, gain power, and use it, as we stated yesterday. End of story. Yep. You've got to get the power first before you can change anything. And that's why we disagree with what Gates did yesterday. And not that we thought McCarthy was perfect in any way, but when you have the advantage that you have on the issues, you want to keep that solidarity together. Yep. He goes, that is, uh, so even if your goal in gaining power is to dismantle a particular power so the next fella can't use it, so many of the anti-establishment types on the right these days are like anti-monarchist who would rather keep complaining about the new king than do the work of building a republic. And there's always money in it. And we'll get to more of that coming up. Mm. But it was, you know, really interesting. It's like, okay, what's the philosophy? Why does a political party exist? What is the Republican Party about? Because people are just throwing it. You're a rhino. You're this. You know, you're not conservative. It's like, well, what are the definitions? And that's why a long time ago, it's like, that's how you diffuse it. When we got that call one time, you guys are rhinos. Absolutely. We seem to be much more conservative than the Republican Party. Yeah. Yep. And the direction that they're going in many ways. Oh, yeah. And even though I vote purely Republican, the last Democrat I voted for was a uh, street street commissioner (laughs) (laughs) back in 92, I think. Mm. (laughs) And that's because the Republican ended up being very corrupt. Oh. Yeah. And that was about street. And I think he eventually became a Republican anyway. Hmm. The guy, but hmm. so, so I, was I really voting for a Democrat? Hmm. Uh, but, but uh, I'm, I'm a registered independent, but I vote in the Republican primary. Mm-hmm. And the Republican party in the last 25 years has moved away from conservative principles that I believe in. Oh yeah. So you can call me Rhino all day. I don't care. Call me whatever. No. Challenge me on what I believe on the issues if you you know if you dare and i'm not saying that from cockiness i'm just saying if you're going to sit there and use you know the uh the rhetorical easy way out that's what it is if you really want to get down and dirty into the issues bring it on to us yep 86690 red eye we'll be right back with more red eye radio with eric harley and gary mcnamara Friday Radio, he's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up, uh, support for a third U.S. political party is at 63%. Who wants a third political party the most? Republicans do. No. Oh. All right. That's interesting. Okay. I want to delve into uh, that one and a whole bunch more. More on the fallout of Gates and McCarthy and all that other neat stuff coming up.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Insanity Thursday uh, is, it is crazy. Is, is what it is. Uh, you know, I just want to. I just want to go over the couple of paragraphs that we read before, and then just add to it from Dan McLaughlin on the whole uh, fallout of uh, what happened a couple of days ago. Uh, you know, to uh, Kevin McCarthy and the whole Matt Gates thing. Dan McLaughlin wrote a article: the permanent anti-establishment racket, and this is you know, sort of uh, following. The uh, David Limbaugh tweet saying, what in the world's going on? Who are these Republicans that are saying that that he, David Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh's brother, uh, David Limbaugh, uh, Mark Levin, uh, Jim Jordan, are rhinos? Like, where's that coming from? And we went through the entire thing saying, well, what's a Republican to begin with these days? What does a Republican stand for? You know, what's a conservative stand for? What is a Republican? Years ago, and when the rhino thing became popular and we disagreed with probably a, a non-conservative uh, proposal being put out there. I don't know if it was Trump or or Gingrich or whoever it was. Mm. Uh, Gingrich, we always go back to the sitting on the bench with, uh, with uh, Nancy Pelosi, or it could have been the Tom DeLay, or it could have been a number of things. I don't remember precisely what it was about when someone called us a rhino and we said, absolutely, the Republican Party is moving in the direction that we don't like. Yeah. And I'm an independent. I vote in the Republican primary. I said the last time I voted for a Democrat was 92 or 93, and that was a street supervisor locally. <laughs> but, you know, what is a Republican? What does it stand for? I mean, if you automatically are no longer a Republican because you said Kevin McCarthy should stay, back that up. But as he writes here, there's no more comfortable racket in today's conservative movement than being permanently anti-establishment, building things and running things is hard work, posturing yourself as forever in opposition to whoever is in power in your own movement is easy. It's like being a permanent teenager, always surly and complaining about authority, never having to actually make dinner and pay the mortgage. I had little patience for that sort of thing from other teenagers when I was one of them. And I have a lot less patience for hearing it from people in their 60s and 70s now. Oh, sure, there are always problems with people in charge. And there's a noble role to be played in keeping them from getting too comfortable. But the point of democratic politics is, and I think this, I think this is the most important thing that he writes in here. The, but the point of democratic politics is to win elections, gain power, and use it. That is, so even if your goal in gaining power is to dismantle a particular power so the next fella can't use it. So many of the anti-establishment types on the right these days are like anti-monarchists who would rather keep complaining about the new king than do the work of building a republic. There's always money in it. 
That's the trouble with firing Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy got things done. Some good, some bad, some left unfinished. And we can argue about that. I would agree that McCarthy was, even if half-heartedly, steering the caucus in the direction of complying with many, though not all, of the procedural demands made by fiscal conservatives such as Chip Roy for fixing the budgeting process. That explains the difference between Chip Roy and Gates. In January, Roy sided with Gates in holding out for concessions, but he broke with him on this vote, even while continuing to be publicly dissatisfied with some of McCarthy's strategic choices. That's because Roy is trying to work within coalition politics to obtain concrete objectives, the very things Gates is not doing. We mentioned that yesterday. Yep. But just setting the entire whole GOP conference back to square one and giving the Democrats an escape hatch from a month of terrible publicity about the Bidens, the economy, the border, Bob Menendez, Jamal Bowman, and more, to what end? It's all just juvenile fear of having responsibility. That's the real divide in the party these days, far more than ideology. The people who want to use power are happy with the state's party, what the state parties have been doing at the state level in places like Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Texas, and even Virginia. The Matt Gates types prefer the status quo in Washington, where failures are repeated endlessly as proof. The things are rigged, so send me money to keep fighting it. Sure, there are elements of permanent political and financial establishment that conservatives rightly dislike. But you're never going to get utopia where there's no ruling class. That's the leadership of the parties. Yeah, right. The, the, that great delusion that has haunted the left side of the political spectrum since the French Revolution and gave us communism. The founding fathers understood that societies have natural aristocrats and they forced instead on how to check its power and increase turnover within its ranks and ultimately give it incentives to respond to the people. All of this requires the acquisition of power. Checks and balances don't work if one side's power collapses. You may dislike a Republican House that's not run as you would prefer, but is it better than hobbling one branch of the elected government run by the Republicans with the inevitable result of ceding more power to the Biden White House and Chuck Schumer Senate? Did you notice what Democrats have not been uh, doing, trying to behead their own party leadership? They may, in fact, be too committed to Joe Biden for their own good, but at least they recognize that party line support for their leadership, once it has been selected, strengthens the power of every faction and interest within the party. Like it or not, political parties need a leadership class. It's a good thing for Republican grassroots to demand that leaders be responsive, and it's a necessary thing on occasion to have some real bloodletting with the elected leadership to send a message, as the Tea Party movement did in a lot of primaries in 2010 and 2012. It's worth burning down the party and starting over only 
if there is immediately at hand a better vehicle with which to oppose the Democrats and their agenda. Because guess what? While you're play-acting a teenage rebellion, they're seizing your house. By the way, was the one thing that uh, hit me there that that we had talked about? Uh, the... Um, uh, the other day, the one was uh, the uh, the one was a Chip Roy thing, and talking mm-hmm. about why you know why Chip Roy, you know, would not be on board since he's been, right. You, you've seen him. We've played Chip Roy on the show, right? You know, and the things that that uh, he, um, you know, the thing that that uh, he wants, but and that's you know, and, and I think as things settle down, it's like okay, what was the point of it all? Well, because the next speaker, at some point, Matt Gates is going to disagree with the next Speaker of the House, and that includes someone he might vote for. He said he would support Steve Scalise. So let's just say it ends up being Scalise. And Matt Gates votes for him and supports him being in that role. And then, a few months later, Steve Scalise does something Matt Gates is opposed to. What then? What's your remedy for that? Because your remedy would be likely what Chip, well, what it has been for most has been what the the route that Chip Roy would take. Look, he may not have supported Kevin McCarthy at the beginning, but he's the speaker and we're going to work with what we have to get things done in any way that we can. I don't, I don't care about Kevin McCarthy, I don't care about Matt Gates. It's never been about the people. It's about the ideas. But if you're going to use a method as a remedy, then what are you going to do next when you disagree with the Speaker of the House? Because here's the problem with carrying a bullhorn. The bullhorn you carry tomorrow It's going to have to be a lot louder. So you make this unprecedented move by voting with all of the House Democrats to get it done. And it's a massive, massive move. If that elevates you to a status, tell me what keeps you there. How do you follow that show? And that's why I think it all. Oh, that's what I want to say. I think it all relates to what David Limbaugh says that that the immediate reaction of the people that support Gates is that people like David Limbaugh, Mark Levin, you know, think about it. Uh, uh, who else was in there? Jim Jordan? Yeah. Uh, and whoever didn't vote, you know, whoever voted to keep McCarthy in are rhinos and shouldn't be a part of the Republican Party. That in a procedural thing like a speaker thing, issues have nothing to do with it. Yeah, it's not where you stand on the issues and the long-standing support for conservative values that all of those people have had. We'll say the exception of Newt sitting on the bench with Nancy Pelosi, right? And also unfairly, uh, as we said, uh, uh, you know, being anti-capitalist against. Uh, this is where he jumped on the populism bandwagon back uh, with Mitt Romney. Remember yeah, that? and it wasn't in defense yeah. of Mitt Romney, by the way. To be clear, it was in defense of capitalism. Yeah, and also. Criticizing Newt Gingrich for doing exactly what the liberals were doing—it was something right out of the liberal playbook, right? And but you but know, we but the thing is, when we hit, when we criticize, we hit specifics. 
They're right. not generic things. Right. I'll never sit there and go, all right, I disagree with you because you're a rhino and you're not conservative. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get specific to the issue. Right. Here's why you're wrong. Point one, point two, point three, point four. You don't see that from the other side. It's you don't. Right. And, and they don't even see the fact of the, of that they're mirroring what the left has become. Right. You don't agree with me with one thing. Get out of here. Well, that's the thing. You're and, canceled. And, You're well, out. And, and uh, someone compared it, you know, to the left using the race card. This is the rhino card. Yeah. It's getting old. What else you got? Because what does any of it change? Who's working on changing hearts and minds to bring back the voice of conservative Americans? Who's doing that? No, but that's, that's gr- somebody no. that will get my attention. Well, that's but that's a great point. You know, who who inside the Republican Party is really Every single day, you know, and we've criticized the leadership, pounding the conservative principles that the that the Republican Party is based on. Yeah. You don't see it. You don't see it. The ideas. Now, look, part of it's le- I'm not saying it's not, le- you know, the grievance. Some of the grievances are legit. I don't have a problem you with know, them is- issuing grievances. I was actually about to say that a minute yeah. ago. I don't have a problem with issuing grievance. I'm, I'm not one of those. And you and I, you know. Certainly aren't because we go back when we were criticizing George W. Bush. And and I honestly thought there was going to be a mob of angry <laughs> Republicans at the door when the show ended. But this is I'm I'm not we're, we're not the guys that say, well, we all need to be unified and blah, blah, blah. Look, the party's going to have to work together on a number of things. If you've got a problem with the speaker issuing that problem, saying, here are my concerns and here's what I want to do. And this is what then get. And you also work within that system that you're a part of as a member of Congress. You knock on doors and say, hey, this is the problem I have. You knock on the first door, the Speaker of the House. This is the problem I have with what you're doing at, or not doing. And then you go door to door with everyone in your party and you tell them the same thing. This is why we must do this. And that's how you work, which is, you know, pointing out here, uh, uh, Dan McLaughlin pointing out what Chip Roy in Texas, the method that he's basically how he works. Having an issue with each other is not the problem. The method and your remedy for it is... Setting the building on fire because you didn't like the way the furniture was arranged is a punk move. Move the furniture yourself. Do the work. Do the work. John McNamara, do the job. But that's, again... That's we see. I've saw it on social media yesterday with the Republican Party, you know, where it's going, where certain faction is going. Yeah. And, you know, it's about that, you know, and that's why David Limbaugh responded. I mean, yep. some of the stuff is absurd. Right. 
I was reading uh, just uh, uh, when I went on X the other day, reading, you know, some of Mark's comments and, uh, you know, just going after Gates and he's being called a rhino. Mm-hmm. Not He's never been a conservative. Well, that's all horse manure. Right. Everybody knows it. Right. And it's like, OK, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to be canceled. Yeah. OK. Well, and, right. and, and so it, it's great to see that part of the Republican Party is mirroring the far left. Right. In how they respond to people who disagree with them. Well, yeah, and and then it catches fire thanks to, to uh, social media, you know. You know, Rhino. I guess I better say Rhino or not Rhino. Yeah, 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 Rhino. Yeah. Rhino too. Yeah, I agree, Rhino. Yeah, Rhino. Here, here, Rhino. Retweet. Hey, let's start labeling people. Yeah, we won't explain anything, but we'll label them. Yeah. Hmm. Which side does that? Because I got like, well, as I said, that's why we said. Uh, we've got to redefine these words or find out what the definition is. What's a rhino in 2023? Right. Yeah. And define and, conservative. And what, define conservative. Define a Republican. Right. Define all these things. I can define the issues. A lot of times I don't know where they're going with the evolution of the definition of words. Right. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. Phew. All right. Uh, catch our breath here. <laughs> you know who runs out of breath a lot? Rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh-oh. Hmm? I may need some surgery to correct myself. Some rhinoplasty. <laughs> <laughs> To bring back my Republicanness, <laughs> we're installing more Republican values. You're, listen, if you just would start counting backwards from ten, uh, you'll wake up and be feeling fine in no time. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting how that kind of you know was a lot of the fallout because of the chatter and reaction, and it's what happened with a speaker and Matt Gates is the face of it. That's this is him. Mm-hmm. And if you, there's, there's no doubt this is the way it works inside the beltway on Capitol Hill, inside the political circles. If you have a, a rise, well, it's going to be followed at some point by a fall. And the question is, is, Ultimately, when all of the honeymoon period of this wears off, you know, because people are going to be looking to Matt Gates, the ones right now that are in his corner are going to be, hey, what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? When Steve Scalise is doing something they don't like, you know, if he becomes speaker. Well, hey, number one, he didn't. He voted to keep McCarthy in. Exactly. That's the first piece. Exactly. <laughs>
giving you 70% each night. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Let's go to uh, AJ in Virginia about Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates and everything else. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. I just I just want to say that you, you underestimate the anger that's in this party in the base. And McCarthy should have been kicked out for nothing more than not kicking Nancy Pelosi out of her, her office. That's what Republicans do. We win the power, and then we cede it to the Democrats. And, that's what, you're, and, that's, and that's what you're angry about. And by the way, don't ever call this show and say we underestimate the anger. There's nobody, there's no two people that are more angry with the direction of the Republican Party based on the substance of the issues. The fact that the first thing that you brought up was the office shows that symbolism is what's leading you instead of the actual substance of where the party is going. 18 years Absolutely ago, when we, when we had these conversations 18 years ago, nobody else was. Nobody else You're was. You're absolutely wrong. That, that's, that's what people do. You sit up there and act like you're so in touch. This base could care less if the Republican Party was was demolished tomorrow. We could care less. Oh, I know that. We care about people that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. We know that. You welcome we, the chaos. We, we've been talking about. Yeah, that. we've been we've talking about it. it. You want the chaos? Mm-hmm. I I want I no, want no, I want Paul. We want. Freedom. I want. I want. I want freedom. I, we want this country that we have grown grown up in and loved with all our heart. We want freedom, and we understand that a fight has to be had. You cannot play nice with these people. They are wielding sickles and hammers every day. You can't you can't win a fight if you don't have the ammunition. If you don't win, if you don't win, if you don't win, you can't fight without the guts to fight either. You don't. That's the problem. That is the whole problem with what's going on with our side. We have no backbone. We have no guts. And Donald Trump put backbone in this party and it will not go back to the kneeling and kissing butt that it has always done it will not go back it will dissolve yeah i notice you don't talk real yeah you don't talk any issues you talk the generic freedom but you don't what talk issues? about what the issues? Pu- hey, I, what issues i'm very informed what issues? No, you, you what tell issues? you tell us that's what we're saying yeah go ahead we talk about the issues we believe in every single day. We talk 25 hours a week what we believe in. We've been pounding the Republicans on spending, and we got flack for it consistently when Eric and I were working together 18 years ago. When, we, when all the Republicans were in power and spending, we were one of the few talk show hosts in the country furious every single night saying we need to stop this. And Republicans were calling us, not the politicians, the Republican rank-and-file voters were calling us and telling us to shut up because we need to support the Republican Party no matter what they do. So don't lecture us on where the Republican Party, you know, has been going and and sit there in any way, in any way, question our credentials about being conservatives and wanting to send the Republican Party in the right direction. I'm not questioning whether you're a conservative, but as soon as a conservative stands up and people in the party start trying to hold the leaders accountable, what do you do? You get jelly need and weak in the backbone. That's, that's what you're doing. That's you false. That's false. That's, false. that's, that's a load of manure. That's, that's so, absolutely false. And the reason so that, it's that the exactly reason the reason that the Nancy Pelosi office thing is irrelevant is because she should have never had the office to begin with. What you're missing is the big picture of how they gain power and then fulfill the agenda. 
This is not that way. It's about gaining power. If you don't have the power, you're dead. You can sit there and say that we're screaming and we've got the symbolism of kicking her out of the office. If you don't win the election, it doesn't matter. That's where we're they about. We're about that is the whole point. They won the election. They won the House. I, and, and they didn't take the power. Yeah, they well, don't wield the power. And, no. and, and you talk about jelly need. I'm not the one that voted with all of the Democrats in the House to get it done. Hello? Well, I think, yeah, I think it was McCarthy and them that voted with the Democrats to pass the 30-day uh, or 45-day extension uh-huh. no 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 the first the, the first 30 the first 45 day was the bill that came out from the house freedom caucus conservatives conservatives were the ones that wrote the the one and gates turned it down are you are saying you are you system? saying are you saying that people like chuck roy and jim jordan are part of the problem I, if they don't have the will to fight at the end of the day, because everybody talks a big game, everybody does. No, but what's you your no, no, what, no, 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 I'm sorry, no, no, AJ, 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 you honestly think that they were going to do that until Thanksgiving, and then then they're going to hold this government shut down on people's heads in the holidays? That that come on, it's kicking the the ball down the road and playing the, a more game. It's it's always a no. Game. What you're you saying? No, no, you don't know. What I, I get what I get from you is rage, rage, rage. No matter what the result, I want the result. I want the result of winning. I want, I want the result. No, no, no. I want the result. I want to go. I want to go back. When we talk about winning, we talk about winning 2024. Having a House margin by four or six votes is no power when they have the Senate and they have the presidency. You can't get anything done. So you, and so the so you see to them because they have the presidency. But do you know what? When I, no, no, I don't see the, the, party, the no, Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Seed because they have... I don't see anything. They've got the power. Do you understand? We live in a republic, and if you don't have the power, you don't have the power. It's three equal branches. They can't do anything without the House. That is the problem with our government, and the the Congress has gave their power to to the presidency. They should take it back. Oh, I agree with that. Oh, I oh oh I I I completely I completely agree with you on that. What happened when they had all the power? What did the Republicans do when they had the presidency, the Senate, and the uh, the House? They did absolutely nothing. Nothing. Oh, you mean? Oh, oh, and you mean with? Oh, you mean? Oh, so you mean with Trump as their leader, they didn't do anything. That Trump wasn't able to convince them as their leader. Hey, the president. The president. You brought it up. You brought it up. He signed them. You, you, you. Trump was the leader of the. Trump was the leader of the party and had the ability to unite them. You can't sit there and say that Trump is the one destroying everything and at the same time say when Trump was in power and at the House and Senate, they didn't accomplish anything and he bears no responsibility. You can't have it both ways, A.J. He does, but you can't unite the swamp. You have a deep state swamp that was totally against him. Look what they're doing oh, now. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to let you go past it. You were screaming and yelling that they won't do the stuff when they have the power. Trump and you brought it up. Trump was the leader of the Republican Party, and he didn't get it done. He didn't get it done. Bill on my desk. His, his exact words was, put the bills on my desk and I will sign them. It is not his responsibility. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, no. When you're the president, when you're the president of the United States, you have you have the clout. 
Now you're trying to give him. Now you're backing off and giving him an excuse. I have political idolatry towards Donald Trump, so I'll give him any excuse possible. That's a load of. Absolutely not. Yes, you did. You just said it. You just said they're not. You just said they're not doing it and taking power. But the president in our government, does the president of the United States write the laws? Does he write the laws? No. You're saying that he has the, he has the pulpit or whatever that he can bully them into writing whatever laws. That's not how this country works. It, actually, it is how you it's how you build a consensus, AJ, and you know it. You'll never build that. You'll never build that in a weak need split Republican Party that we have. We have a deep state Republican Party. Actually, actually, it's Democrat actually Party. it has been done, and it requires the skills to build consensus. You have to get it done. Yeah, you have to do that. You have to work at that. Because, but here's the problem. When you walk in with throw everybody out, and that's how he entered in January of 2017, then you're not going to build a consensus, are you? But look where we are because of the consensus, because of the, the compromise we've done. We've no, I'm talking about a consensus right within the party. I'm, I'm talking about a consensus within the party. And by the way, lowering the, the, the corporate tax rate to 21% is not a small thing. And they got that done. Yeah, he was able to get that, that done. Donald Trump getting that right. Done. He was that right. Was so Donald he was but he was able to get that done. Trump and we gave cr- full credit to Trump for that. So Trump did have clout so, because if it wasn't so for Trump, years, you. You wouldn't have gotten it, but you're the one that just said when they had power and Trump was in power, they didn't get anything done. Well, and you said Trump and the bully pulpit doesn't work. It worked to do for him to lower the corporate tax rate to 21 percent. I never thought was possible. And Trump was the one who pushed it through. I would have bet a thousand dollars against you if you would have told me that prior to 2016 that that was going to happen. I would have told you there's no way. And I'd have put a thousand dollars on the table on that bet. And they got it done. Yeah, but we're not the ones you're. But thank you for your call. We're out of time. But thank you so much. We do appreciate it. And I know we get heated, but it's like, you know, again, we're talking semantics. In a way, well, because we're talking, we both, we all agree, we want the same, we want the same thing. I don't think AJ, you and I disagree on anything. I mean, as as to the the issues of where we want to go, right? It's how you get there. And our point is, you're at a certain point right now, and it's not back then. It's not back then, and you're right. Trump and 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 uh, and the uh, the Republican Congress, uh, you know, he's the one that voiced his dissatisfaction with them and Mm -hmm. said that the president can't have the bully pulpit. He had the bully pulpit and actually worked it in good ways. Yes, absolutely. You know, with, with especially with the corporate tax rate that I never, ever, like you, in a thousand years thought that would happen. I, I would have bet against that right. all day long. And so, look, there's enough blame to go around, but you're at the point right now where never in the history of the country in modern politics has the public disagreed so much with the political par- uh, party in power. This is not the time to blow it up. And so Kevin McCarthy agrees with some Democrats and he needs to be gone. And then Matt Gates votes along with every Democrat and he's okay. Yeah, it was just, look, it's, it was the wrong time to do it. Right. It was the wrong time to do it. Yep. Look, I don't, and, I don't have a problem with Kevin McCarthy not being speaker. I could care less. It's the method. And the question is, what do you plan to use as a remedy going forward when you disagree? Is it burn the house down every single time when you don't see eye to eye? Tell me that. AJ led with that, by the way. Right. 
blow it all up. Right. I don't want to blow it all up. I nope. want to win on policy. Yep. And if I can get 30% of my policy after 2024, at least it's moving in the right direction. I'm never going to get everything that I want. It's not everything I want or blow it up. Right. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Look, we can have the discussion back and forth, but I, what ticked me off was exactly what ticked off uh, David Limbaugh was mm-hmm. your credentials, if you weren't for what Gates did, your credentials are then questioned about whether you are truly a conservative. Or when he said, for example, you know, you guys don't, you know, the weak need, we were hitting weak need Republicans yeah, mm-hmm. for, for decades. Exactly. For 34 years, I've been going after Republicans who haven't been conservative right. as a talk radio host. So that's the stuff that that is throwing out. a That's that's the thing that I object to. Not that we have disagreements on things. We're simply saying at this point, yesterday was the wrong time to do it, or two days ago was the wrong time to do it when you have the advantage you want to look for in 2024. And then to, you know, question your credentials, which comes up, mm-hmm. well, you guys, you know, you know, you don't know what the fight's about. To hell we don't. Of course we know what the fight's about. Of course we about. do. Let us go to David in California. David, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Hi. Yeah, I think Matt Gates may have caused irreparable damage. I don't think he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, because of a of, of, uh, uh, continuing resolution, you really thought, I mean, does he realize and do some of these conservatives, so-called conservatives, they realize that a Democratic leader could be uh, in, uh, the Speaker of the House now? That's not going it to happen. It doesn't have to be yeah. Republican. Yeah, that won't happen. Yeah, that that's not going that's, to happen. That won't happen. But yeah. but certainly, and thanks for the call, David. <clears throat> certainly, you can look at it, and and again, no one, everybody that's screaming, you know, burn the place down, isn't screaming at the guy who voted with all the Democrats in the House to get his yeah. work done, and 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 they're criticizing McCarthy for going along with Democrats. And if we're weak, need is Comer. Right. Is Jim Jordan? Right. Is Steve Scalise? Well, tell me who wouldn't is, be right? Who uh, all the you know the conservative Republicans? And remember, Matt Gates voted against the conservative proposal from the House Freedom Caucus, which is the most conservative part of Congress, and he voted against what conservatives wanted, mm-hmm. not what McCarthy wanted, yep. what conservatives wanted. Right. Let's stop putting these people up on pedestals, exactly, because of a fifteen-minute of you know 15 minutes of fame that you might agree with and we disagree with based on the big picture of what you do in 2024 and the other thing is if you think that the slim margin that they had gives you this incredible power it doesn't no doesn't work that way no no it doesn't um it's it's as you said it was after the election in november you said this is going to be about building for 2024. Right. I mean, essentially. I, I knew it. Because nothing's going to get done. No. You just don't have the numbers to get it done, and you don't have the Senate to get it done. When you ignore the facts and just say, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. Those are the facts. That is reality. 
This is Red Eye Radio. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, good morning. We are Red Eye Radio. How's everybody doing? We're all relaxed and calm here. <laughs> Wish there was something to talk about. <laughs> all right. Uh, I've just uh, the umbrella here, just so people don't uh, get angry, because whenever we uh, criticize Trump, it's like, you know, you're we can compliment him. And that seems to not ever be recognized. But if we criticize him, then uh, we're whatever. Uh, We don't care about freedom and we don't understand what the fight is about and all that stuff. But uh, the uh, the the caller, A.J., and by the way, I, I say this about a president that I've stated publicly many times. I agreed about 75% of the time with, which is more than uh, probably any other Republican president in my lifetime. Mm. Okay, so that being said. But uh, he was talking about the fact that Trump is the only one who will fight. And that Trump will, well, what was this whole thing about? What was the big beef, biggest beef? It's spending. That was that was the biggest beef was spending because this is the spending bill. This is the budget bill, right? Mm-hmm. And McCarthy wasn't tough enough to get enough concessions, and he only got through the continuing resolution with that didn't get anything because Matt Gates and a few Republicans did not go for the continuing resolution that the House. Freedom Caucus, the most conservative people in Congress, gave to him, and Matt Gates rejected it. Yeah. And we're being told that the only people that are willing to fight are Matt Gates and President Trump. Trump wasn't willing to fight. Remember the first budget? All the complaints. Mm. Remember, it was Trump who promised that he would balance the budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we come close and take 2020 out of it? Would we have st- still spent a heck of a lot of money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you actually get to the point, because the point was, you said Trump is the only one that would fight, and then said, well, last time we had the House and the Senate and the presidency, we didn't get anything done. And we said, well, Trump was president. And he goes, well, the uh, president doesn't have any power. And we failed to mention one thing. That we want to mention now. The president has more power than any speaker could possibly have, and that's the veto power. Mm -hmm. Trump himself, when he was president, could have said, nope, I don't accept this. Yeah. I veto this bill. We need to cut more. He didn't do it. Why didn't he do it? Massive effect. Well, I think he was trying to do, I I think what he was trying to do, uh, which I can understand politically, is the fact that by cutting the tax rates as he did, he was hoping that they could raise the revenue to continue the spending but decrease the deficit. Right. But the fact is the spending still went up. There were no real, there was no 
massive cuts in spending. Trump knew politically he couldn't get it. He could not get it through that if he vetoed it and shut down the government. He would be hurt by it. Yeah. McCarthy, whether you like him or not, the same thing. Can we, we can we close down the government and not get blamed? And do we lose in 2024, which is the big picture? If you just want to pretend that Trump is the only fighter who never recognized politics, you are living in a delusional world. Yeah. Trump recognized the politics of it because he could have vetoed it and said, nope, I want massive cuts. When he fought for something, he actually got it, which was the corporate tax rate of 21%. Mm. So you can't have it both ways to the last caller. But Mm -hmm. just understand that when Trump as president had much more of an ability to cut, then (laughs) McCarthy ever could with a couple of seat margin in the House, but not the Senate and the presidency. And this incredible criticism that McCarthy caters to Democrats because he should have been willing to close down the government. When Trump wasn't ready to use the veto power to close down the government. Right. For a bill. Can't have it both ways, folks. Well, and you're not going to tell me where that unicorn is of a speaker that's going to do that. Tell me who the person is right now that's on that short list that's going to do that. Everyone was on the short list, and we don't count Trump because he's not going to be Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the short list so far voted to keep McCarthy. Right. And if they become speaker, they're going to do things you disagree with. Yep. Because that unicorn is just that. It's a unicorn. There's nothing wrong with fighting for the ideas you believe in. There's nothing wrong with pressing and pressuring your elected representatives to do your bidding to do your work. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But to say we're going to burn it down every time they don't get the job done, then you won't have anything left ever. But I think he brought up he brought up he argued his own point. Mm-hmm. He, he argued with in essence, he argued with himself. Because you're saying, oh, the last time the, we had the presidency, the Senate, and the House, we didn't we didn't accomplish what we should have accomplished in cutting. Well, Trump was. We said, well, Trump was president. Well, he has no power. He had the veto power. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to use the veto power to close down the government because of budgets. Why? He's he read the polls. Mm-hmm. He knew what it was about. He knew where the country where the country stood, and as that's why when we won in in, in the House in 2020, it's what I said. This is going to be is going to be a marketing next two years showing the Democrats craziness. You're not going to accomplish much in the House because you just don't have the margin. But you hope to win 2024. And not look, nothing is guaranteed. But causing chaos when when I look at it in modern political history. On the issues, if you take the personalities out of it, the American public disagrees with 
the Democrats on the issues by mind-boggling amounts. Mm -hmm. And the only part where Democrats are more favored, and these are in every poll, conservative, liberal, independent, whatever, is when it comes to who will provide the money to the people. Right. Trump also recognized, remember, when the Republicans wouldn't get rid of Obamacare, Trump almost, he could have vetoed and said, nope, not going to pass the bill unless, uh, you know, uh, unless we get rid of the actual Obamacare. Mm -hmm. Well, no, because why? Republicans, poll showed it. Republicans said, no, we want Obamacare. We just don't want the mandates. Right. We basically don't want to pay for it. We want the free stuff. Trump recognized the Republican Party was moving in that direction, which we were furious against. And we got flack from Trump supporters on it. Mm -hmm. So you can't have it both ways. And remember, it was Trump who said in uh, the spring of 2016, we should be borrowing trillions of dollars to build infrastructure. Because interest rates are so low. And we went, well, it doesn't matter if they're low now. They're going to go up. We're not paying off the principal. That's a dumb idea. We got flack for that. Exactly what Trump supporters that AJ said he's completely against. We need to cut. Right. We shouldn't be here in the first place. So you understand our frustration here because we have memories and we remember and we've covered this for decades upon decades upon decades. And yeah, we get a little ticked off when somebody questions our conservative credentials or the fact that we're out of touch of what the fight is about. And I only get weak knees during Wendy's commercials. Let's be clear. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now. This is the, again, because the remedy is throw all of them out, which, by the way, isn't new. Throw all the bums out has yeah. been around for a while. Oh, yeah. When I first became a talk show host 34 years ago, right about this time, it was the clean sweep. Get rid of everybody in Congress who will not cut the budget. They actually showed up with brooms. We had brooms, yeah. It was, it was actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I was a brand-new talk show host, and all the listeners were embracing me. This was at WJJL in Niagara Falls, and we're standing outside. I pull up. You know, I come walking up. There's, all, there's probably about 100 of my listeners well, because with all brooms sweeping, you know, pretending they're sweeping in front, it was actually quite funny. So, and and just, what does it tell you about? Uh, you look at the congressional districts. Well, the fact is, is that while you may live in a Republican district, and someone else lives in a Republican district, that someone else doesn't agree with you on everything, and their representative is not going to agree with you. Your elected res- representative. And you know what? Here's what hurts. And I know this is going to hurt. Even the one you voted for is going to do some things you don't like. And you know what? That's the truth. And it's also okay to be loud about it without saying we need to burn the house down. Or, and we'll say this because of the political idolatry that has existed and still exists in part with Trump, I voted for him twice. When I disagreed with him, I said it. When we disagreed with him, we got flack that we were rhinos or everything else because you can't disagree with him. Well, when did that happen? Exactly. 
when did we lose our ability to criticize public officials, public servants on the issues? Because if that's over, if you're telling me that's over, then telling me and then also calling me someone who's not implying I'm not patriotic. Then you need to take a look in the mirror. I don't give a damn about rock stars. To my buddy Steven Tyler, I wasn't talking about you, dude. I don't care about the people. I don't know the people. I wish them all well, like every other human. This is about the ideas. I care about policy. In a nation that was founded on ideas. 86690 Red Eye. Brought to you by Hotshot Secret. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller. And I'm here to share a tip on speed and space management. When driving, you need to manage the space around your vehicle so that there's enough space to allow you to adjust when traffic conditions change. The space ahead of your vehicle is the most important and one of the easiest to monitor and adjust as needed. One rule of thumb is to allow at least one second for each 10 feet of vehicle length at speeds below 40 miles per hour. At greater speeds, add an additional second. It's impossible to keep other drivers from tailgating you, but there are some things you can do to make it safer such as increasing your following distance, avoiding quick lane changes, and slowing down. There are also several things you should do to ensure that there is plenty of space between the side of your vehicle and other vehicles. Don't hug the center line, avoid hugging the right side of the road, and avoid traveling alongside other vehicles in strong winds, especially crosswinds. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Let's go to Norm in Massachusetts. Norm, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Hi. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Yeah, you know, um, it was it was very poor timing, I think, on Matt Gates' part over here because, you know, living in Massachusetts, I've seen the disgust of people who voted for the Bidens. You know what I mean? The disgust of high prices of oil and gasoline and food prices and the border thing. People are really getting disgusted. This just this just doesn't do any good when you get a, a Republican side with the Democrats, and it's just, it just it frustrates me to no end, especially living in this state, always voting conservative and and never getting anywhere. It's just, it's a sad time. And I think um, Matt Gates should have just stayed in fighting, not not pulling what he pulled. It, it, it wasn't doing anything. Um, well, the it, bill. It's sad. Well, you know, the bill that, and and I don't know um, if the earlier caller knew about it, but the the bill. I don't. I don't think he did. I don't think he knew that the actual first continuing resolution came from for forty five days came from the House Freedom Caucus and would actually have cut. And the House Freedom Caucus made it known that they knew that the how the Senate would not pass this bill, but yeah. they would start negotiating from that particular point. Right. But the fact is, and that's why we brought it up, Trump wouldn't veto budgets to close down the government to cut spending 
because he knew the political consequences of it that he believed would be negative towards him. And this just goes to AJ who said, you know, Trump is a fighter and would fight for anything. Well, no, he understood politics and he would only go so far. He's not going to fight where it hurt the party. And, you and know, he on, knows on, the on, he can win and, and right. he's not going to win. Right. And, and so they know, and the same thing here. So it's a judgment call. But the the opposition, so much of the opposition to McCarthy is that he was the be all end all of 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 evil and, um, you know, consorting with the Democrats. And I don't see any evidence of that whatsoever. It's political survival. Can we continue on this and can we win the Senate and the presidency in 2024? That's the big picture. Now, you people may disagree with that and say, no, we need to shut down the government now. But don't use Trump as an example, as he was trying to use, because Trump wouldn't shut down the government because of budget problems. Well, and he never vetoed the, the budget that was the first budget, especially was criticized that they passed and said, why won't Trump veto it? And we said, because he knows the political consequences of it. The people won't. The people will. The people say they want cuts, but if you cut things that hit them, they don't like it. Thanks, Norm. Yeah, it's and and that's look uh, at the end of it all. It is on the party. It's not the one person changing. Speaker of the House is not going to change anything. Nothing is because the makeup of the GOP in the House is not going to change. It isn't. You're not sending any messages. It, unless you're trying to send the message that if the, whoever the next speaker is, if you do something wrong, we're going to do the same thing every time. Well, then now you've just proven it's your it's your political play and it's the only play you've got. Well, I, I got somebody wrote me the other day saying, well, uh, Gates is right, because when they uh, they uh, uh, put in the continuing the uh, nuke. The 45-day continuing resolution, mm-hmm. the final one, the Democrats all cheered. And if the Democrats cheered, then McCarthy has to go. Well, the Democrats cheered like crazy. You don't think they're cheering like crazy with the chaos that that Gates did this and they were the ones? Because the Democrats are the reason that McCarthy is no longer speaker. Yeah. Yeah. They're joyful for the chaos. Gates voted I mean, with them. Right. So, I mean, it's just. What are you again? What are you going to use as your remedy going forward? Is this the new remedy? It's not because nothing is going to change until at least January of 25. But what it requires, if you're going to gain a larger margin. In the House is changing hearts and minds. That's what this has all been about from the get go. That's what the biggest task was changing hearts and minds to get an even bigger margin and winning the Senate and the White House in 24. That's the goal.
You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. And so I think it's in, it's important to put some perspective uh, in uh, in all of this. And this was all set off by a call from uh, AJ earlier, about an, uh, about forty five minutes ago. We got the, got a little bit um, animated, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's you know we're you know talking about well Trump's the only one who will fight. Trump's the only one who will fight. You know we need a fighter. Somebody. Who, it's like well, Trump didn't always fight. Trump played politics all the time. Yeah. Sure. And this is a president that I supported probably 75% of the time on the issues more than a normal Republican. But I knew when he was playing politics, and he didn't fight for you all the time. He's still doing things that conservatives should be absolutely against campaigning now. Subsidies for ethanol. That's about global warming, folks. Well, and and, 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 it's, it, and he's been blunt about it. And on, tariffs coming on ten percent right, right. on everything coming in, right? Completely anti-conservatism, maybe populism or a form of Bernie Sanders socialism, but it's not fighting for capitalism. Luckily, when he became president, he brought in Larry Kudlow, Stephen Moore, and others that uh, helped uh, blunt Navarro and others that were much more populist. Mm-hmm. And so we were happy with that. Every politician does good things and does bad things. But Trump, he's the only one that will ever fight. Well, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That's delusional if you think that. And that's why we brought it up because the, he was he was saying Trump's the only fighter. And then came on and goes, well, the last time, you know, we said, well, look, they didn't, they, they don't have the, uh, you know, they don't, only got a few seat lead in the House. They don't have the Senate. They don't have the presidency. He goes, well, even when they did last time, they didn't do anything. And we said, well, Trump was president. Mm-hmm. You just said Trump will fight for anything. Trump's, Trump was president there. Yeah, but the president, he's the only executive branch. It's Congress. No, he's got more clout than any member of Congress because he had the veto power. Yep. Trump vetoed 10 different bills. Not one was ever a spending bill. Mm-hmm. And Trump was criticized by conservatives after he approved, after he signed on the dotted line instead of vetoing, he never vetoed a spending bill ever. Why? He didn't want the government to be closed down because he knew Republicans and his administration would get the blame. It would fall on him if right. it was about the veto pen. Exactly. Exactly what McCarthy is worried about and Republicans are worried about because they also were looking at 2024 saying that's the big prize. That's what we have to, you know, that's what we have to get in order to push our agenda. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Gates was using the whole Trump thing that he's a fighter like Trump. Trump didn't fight for cuts. Because no. if he was truly fighting for cuts, he would have been he would have been doing exactly what Trump supporters are saying McCarthy should have done. But now Trump has said McCarthy shouldn't have been uh, been gone. That happened. I guess Gates got burned on that, didn't he? Right. But we're refer- referring more to AJ because there's been this thing that Trump's a fighter and Gates is a fighter. 
And now they're the only ones that will fight. Well, that's a load of horse manure. And, and at times, understandable. Because I want to cut like crazy, but I understood when Trump was president, if they tried to cut it, it might damage all the other things that he was trying to do. I would love to have 535 conservatives on Capitol Hill and one in the White House. Right. Now tell me what I actually expect when it comes to reality. Yeah. I didn't say Trump should be gone because he didn't veto the spending bill and close down the government. And neither did any Trump supporter. Right. Not one, at least that we knew of, ever did that. So you're holding McCarthy to a standard that you wouldn't hold Trump to. Which was, we need to close the government, because that was the ultimate. We need to close the government down now. We need to get a very conservative bill that they'll never pass, and we close the government now. That's what they wanted. Well, tell me who meets every standard. Tell me that person. Show me that unicorn. Who's that going to be? Yeah. Who's it going to be? They don't exist. And the other problem is, and I think Trump recognized it at that time, because remember, when Congress, again, Obamacare was a perfect example. Everybody was against Obamacare. Then finally the Republicans get in. Obamacare stayed. The mandates went. And why is that? Because the rank and file said, uh, yeah, we want to keep the benefits and do away with the mandates and the stuff we have to pay for. Yep. They couldn't get their base. Their base didn't agree with it. And that's exactly what we're talking about here Wherever the Republican, wherever the GOP voter is, is not, by and large, in the conservative corner. And it's disheartening and maddening at times when you see it, the erosion of the conservative voice. And what I mean by that is the number of conservatives that would scream like they did during TARP 1. Yeah. yeah. When, they, when they basically shut down the phones. Making the, the earth move <laughs> is what we used to do. But there are few people, fewer people that are willing to do that. And I'm talking about rank and file. And the problem that you have, likely, is exactly what we're spelling out. The makeup on Capitol Hill represents the makeup in the districts and states. Those that's that's where we are as a nation. So how do you change that? There has to be a concerted effort by the GOP, and I mean concerted in this way every day to repeat those conservative values in order to change people's minds to get them to vote a different way we've been saying this so long it's it's just i mean it sounds like you know for 18 years together and then when we were you know even before that when we didn't work together we were calling on conservatives and and the republican party to be better at messaging 
And that still hasn't happened from the party itself. No, and I I thought, though, because uh, one thing I was, uh, I, McCarthy initially got in, I was like, Ugh. And then on a number of issues, I thought he was I thought he was great with the press. I thought he had a very calm demeanor because he was viewed as the leader of the Republican Party at that particular point. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to convince independents. And that's the thing. A lot of people want a lot of Republicans want a speaker who is I'm going to challenge. I'm going to do this. We're going to fight, fight, fight. Mm. The Republicans know they can't do that right now because they need independence. Right. And they know for a fact the tone matters. They know what they learned. What they learned from Trump is you can have great middle of the road ideas. And if your tone isn't right, people won't vote for you. Right. Even if they agree with you, they won't vote for you. And so explaining to people. And it's easier because the abstract hit reality. Explaining to people how spending caused the inflation that they're dealing with right now, the hell they're going to, and that's why we need to stop, might be more palatable. It might not. You might not be able to convince the American people. But what's the best way to do it? To scream and yell that you're going to shut down everything? Or the fact that you try to negotiate a little bit to get a little bit of cuts, hoping that you can get 2024? I don't have a problem with party infighting as long as people are fighting for the ideas that they believe in. And as long as we're not talking about, again, coming in and torching the place, because that's not the answer. That's not the remedy. What that does is brings it's going to bring as as it was mentioned and we're seeing now greater chaos. And if you're screaming, great, more chaos, then you don't care about getting anything done either. You know, we watch most of the press conferences uh, of, of, you know, of the, uh, the the speaker. And I've said it a couple of times because when McCarthy got it, I went, eh, he just doesn't have it. And I was surprised how he was in front of reporters. And he was really good, especially when he would talk about uh, recently the, um, uh, you know, the Biden situation. And he would challenge yeah. reporters. He was really good. Right. I mean, really, really good. A lot of people say we want Jim Jordan because we want somebody screaming. I don't want. Jim Jordan is absolutely necessary in the role that he has in oversight when he goes after witnesses. I want that bulldog in that seat. I want seat. that. Is that what you want for Speaker of the House? And can that personality convince independents? I don't think it can. No. And you're going you, to gonna need to win them over you need, to win the war. Right. That's the reality. To win the war, you need the independents. That's it. You can scream as much as you want to the converted who will all shake their head. You're not going to win an election. The nope. converted aren't going to get you there. That's the political reality. And so if you're not going to consider that, if it's just, no, I want what I want now, and if I can't get it, then I'm going to rage out. Well, then I don't know what you do. And then if you want to make up stuff like, well, Trump's the only one that was ever fought. He didn't fight if he knew it was going to, you know, cost him politically. He didn't fight for, but he never vetoed one budget bill from the Republicans. You have to manage Not the one. game in order to maintain the power. Right. And there's a reason he didn't veto a budget bill. He knew it would work against him. And this whole thing was about, from Matt Gates. it was about the continuing resolution instead of a budget bill. Right. That would cut. Right. It would massively cut and that would be so drastic you couldn't come to a compromise and you'd shut down the government and the question would be, who would the country blame at that point? 
Right. And that's the game that you're... And, you're, and politically, how long do you let it go on? Right. Once that, once that blame, the shade from that blame falls on you. How long are you willing to let it go? And I'm just saying the standard, don't have one standard for one conservative and or one Republican and another standard for another Republican because you happen to practice political idolatry on that other person. Right. That this person's never wrong. Because, I, I had somebody, a woman just furious at me <laughs> because mm-hmm. I said, you know, the, you know, the, about uh, Gates, mm-hmm. that he's never, you know, you know, he's talked in general like so many of them have we simply cut you know foreign aid mm-hmm. and we cut uh, uh wasteful spending and we balance the budget mm-hmm. and the woman said she was furious at me for that but then she goes we can also cut the department of energy and the department of education i said okay you can cut the department of education those costs especially in rural areas are going to be picked up by the local consumers or the the local constituents who are mostly Republican, who will be infuriated by that extra bill they're going to get in their taxes that the press will promote, came from, as we know, the Republicans, if you got rid of the Department of Education, if you got rid of school lunches. And by the way, we're not against getting rid of no, the I'm Department not. of Education. And, and, and I let clear. her know that. We're not against, but understand the political reality. The Department of Energy has to stay there because energy crosses state line and crosses borders and, and all that. So that would exist. But that total is roughly $320 billion a year. Interest on the debt alone will be up four to $500 billion next year than it was pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. So that's wiped right out. Because she was angry when I said you ha- we are going to have to reform Social Security and Medicare. People don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking economic reality. Believe me. Hey, don't do it. I can collect, I'll die, and everybody else will have to deal with it down the road. I'll get mine. I could be that way. Is that a better morality? I'll get mine. I don't care if you don't get yours because the system goes bankrupt. And, of course, it depends on how much I'm going to get. But here's the thing. <laughs> There's Well, I'm, hold it. I'm waiting till I'm 70 to collect, which means I want more. And the, and so I've waited. I haven't collected. They're going to cut me then? What? I can't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Republicans. <laughs> 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. So we'll see what's going to happen now. I guess a new uh, speaker vote won't be till next week. Now Scalise, because he's got uh, the uh, he's got the blood cancer, right? Right, multiple myeloma. Yeah, they're wondering whether you know, but he he wants to do it, and mm-hmm. and uh, Jim Jordan's the other one, right? Uh, you know, in there, um, and so we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, the uh, the push for Trump was there yesterday, but that's not going to happen. No. Uh, the rule in the House is you cannot be was it a, you cannot be, be indicted for something that has carries a right. penalty of two or more years yeah. in prison. And he would not get the support of the Republicans, and he's not going to get support from the Democrats. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. he may love the attention about it, but yeah. he also doesn't want to be speaker. He wants to be president. <laughs> 
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market. Rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.